for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with my special guest today, Rebecca Davison. Now, Rebecca's an intuition coach, a mentor, mentor who helps female entrepreneurs shift from fear to scarcity into freedom, pleasure and abundance. Welcome along, Rebecca. That sounds amazing. Thank you, Mandy. It's great to be here. Well, thank you. You know, because this is such an important topic and I know that you've worked in the field of energy and frequency and vibration and you've done it a lot over the last seven years as a business um, as a business coach and mentor and I really like the fact that you are talking about energy and frequency and vibration because it's very very dear to my heart as well but why do you think it's so important for us as female entrepreneurs to be accessing this energy system that's sort of beyond what some of us may think is normal uh, I think a really good place to start is to um, even, you know, the saying that everything is energy. And this will make sense because I put it into context. For example, you can have a conversation with somebody and they can be speaking to you, but the energetic exchange can be completely different from the words that are spoken. For example, you know, we can have a conversation with somebody and we can end up feeling like, why does it feel like I, you know, I just got punched in the guts? <laughs> right, so um, one of the first things, of course, about intuition is to start, and we can be having a conversation being civil to each other, but when we can walk away from that conversation going, what just happened? <laughs> that is what we want to start paying attention to because that is the energy. So as we know, words, of course, are a vibration as well, but often there can be a whole different kind of subtext that is occurring when it comes to intuition and energy. And energy doesn't have an agenda. It just is what it is. And it will tell you the truth. So if you want to be aligned with more truth, which makes it easier, of course, to make decisions and then to be able to move forward, we want to start looking at the energy. It was Nikolai Tesla, right, who said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, you need to think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. I love that particularly because, of course, um, that's where science and spirituality really cross over in terms of energy, but then again, believing in something bigger than yourself. I really, really love that. And I also, um, on your website, you have a quote by Albert Einstein um, and that the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. But we've created a society that honours the servant and forgotten the gift. And um, I, is that what you mean by all the energy and, um, and frequency and vibration as well? That's all part of our intuitive system? Yeah, and also too that it's, you know, it's a guidance system. So it's there to actually help us to find our true north. So, but often, of course, what happens in society is that we haven't been taught from a young age how to cultivate or lean into what the energy is telling us. What happens, of course, is everybody focuses a lot on living from the mind. And then, you know, they get to their, you know, maybe early 20s and they've gone through the education system and it's all about focusing on the intellect and the mind is going to get you to where you want to go. And, of course, then they have this moment and they're like, why do I feel so unfulfilled? And it's like, well, because you've been living from your head. (laughs) You know, you want to start tuning in and learning what it is to connect with your heart and your soul and also discovering what it is that lights you up. 
so you can move towards that. You know, purpose is a really charged word for a lot of people because um, purpose really, if you boil it down, is the desire to live in certain emotional states. Mm. And, yeah, you know, if you really distill it, that's what purpose is. I mean, why do you set a goal? You set a goal because you believe that that goal is going to be a benefit to your life. Why is it a benefit? Because you believe it's going to bring you an emotional state that you'll enjoy having. You know, mm. it's very simplistic, obviously, but it kind of cuts through a lot of mental clutter when you look at it like that. I, I like also, that. Yeah, I think simple's the best because, um, yeah, because if your purpose is to want that because you think that that's what it's going to get you, um, mm-hmm. that that becomes, well, I guess it's, it's also something because we... we we always want to be reaching for more anyway, don't we? I mean, uh-huh. you know, even those people that are striving for success and then they go, and then what? You know, um, there, uh-huh. there's, so there's obviously that gap inside that they feel that they always want more. So um, so purpose is a way to sort of draw them towards that, is it? Yes, but also too, intuition is the discernment because what you're talking about as well could be considered destination addiction, <laughs> right? which is, right, why I want to get there and then when I get there I'll be happy and then Mm -hmm. when we get there we're not happy because of course the goal changes because again we're looking to experience a more beneficial emotional state so what we you know what we can do is kind of flip a lot of things on their head by going well how do I start creating the emotional state that I wish to experience now and a lot of people don't realize that your emotions are a guidance system it's part of your intuitive information in regards to learning how to access and feel your emotions and it's one thing that a lot of people are afraid of you know just sit down and actually go how am I feeling and how is this actually to my benefit because if you're not feeling great and this is simplistic but if you're not feeling great that's kind of your emotional guidance system right saying you are out of alignment with what is true for you Definitely. or you're making choices that go that go against your own values mm. so what does it take to come back into alignment and um yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and really if you're feeling good, then you're probably pretty much on track. You're in alignment with what feels good. But learning how to do that, which means often the discernment between, because a lot of the work that I do, of course, involves clearing energy, which is really shifting it to a high vibration. Mm-hmm. And the discernment really is knowing what it is that you can just shift, clear, and release, and knowing what it is that you actually need to sit down, be present with, and feel. <laughs> and there can't really be any, you know, you don't want to go into spiritual bypass, which is where you're not actually doing the work because you're just thinking, I'll oh, just choose, you know, the candy gloss and the popcorn and a unicorn. You actually want to go, what does it take to really know myself and to be present to an emotion? What people don't realize that if you are, can be really present to emotion, and you've probably experienced this, I'm sure, Mandy, if you can be really, have a really skilled facilitator, and can be present to the emotion, emotion can move through in minutes. Yep, definitely. But a lot of people think that it's really, it's going to be a hard climb and it's going to take forever. And we see this a lot in the workplace, right? Like in corporates especially, emotions aren't really tolerated. Hmm. You know, you're treated, um, and this is something that I've been really passionate about recently. I've been having conversations with people about how do we create more vulnerability in the workplace. You know, to have your boss actually say to you, um, I feel scared. So you can actually say, I feel scared too. 
you know, that I really feel is the next evolution of being in business because people don't realize by not feeling your feelings, it is impacting your productivity and therefore your profit. Yeah, because your feelings can put a lot of things in the way. So, and I guess, Mm -hmm. um, I guess the question would be if they've got fear, how can, you know, what is the difference between the fear of speaking up Mm -hmm. in the workplace like that and then following their intuition? This is a question that I get asked a lot, which is really great too, because, um, you know, a lot of people have fear all over the place that, you know, the body actually doesn't know the difference between fear and excitement, so that can always be a good tweak to go, oh, maybe I'm excited about this, well, how can I reframe it? But when it comes to fear versus intuition in regards to being cautious per se, I would, the first thing I would do is ask that person, whereabouts in your body is that originating from? Hmm. Because if it's coming from your mind, more than likely, in the thought process, if it's coming from your gut, and that's probably your intuitive awareness through your body that something is off and I need to proceed with caution. So I even identifying what location it is coming from can be very telling in the first instance and a really good place to check. Huge amount of the work that I do is helping people to become aware and sensitive to their body. Hmm. So it's obviously it's a it's another tool, another like if the intuition's the guidance system, then the body is another another guidance mm-hmm. system as well. Totally, totally, and also too, people don't realise that emotion. If we don't fully feel our emotions, those emotions get stuck in your body, and they show up as aches and pains, or you know, like I'm very aware. I always say to my clients all the time, "How are you feeling? How are you feeling?" Because I want them to be very aware of how they do feel in their body, because their body's giving them intuitive information all the time. Mm. So if they open up that dialogue, their body therefore has the opportunity to go, oh, you're listening to me. And, you know, and I'm sure every woman can relate to this, right? Like when you're tired or you're stressed or you're burnt out and you keep on pushing instead of actually listening to what your body's saying and it will whisper and then it will talk to you and then it will yell at you and then something will happen (laughs) where maybe you're flat on your back for six weeks. So you have all the time in the world to listen to that in a voice. <laughs> so you're helping them uh, basically navigate um, their way around um, their body and their mind and their intuition and all of sure. their energetic systems so they can avoid having the big hits, so to speak, of of um, energetic correction, say. Yes, yeah, totally. It's a great way of putting it. And, it, and the interesting thing is a lot of it is really about letting go a lot of trauma out of the body. You know, how do we create a new neuropathway but engage all our facilities so we can actually get the results that we're looking for. You know, I work a lot with people when it comes to limiting beliefs and how do you actually release that, not just as a thought process, but literally physically out of your body. So it is easier to move forward because there's there's always somebody who's actually doing that, right? They're in the process of transformation. So choosing it to be for yourself. One thing that I'm really passionate about, though, and I think this is what everybody wants. Oh, sorry, that's an extra neighbor. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, is the, the fact that everybody wants to be self-actualized. You know, you don't want to give your power away to anybody else, even your coach or mentor. A really great mentor or coach is going to give you back to yourself. They're going to say, you've got all the power within you to be able to do this. But most people 
don't have that is a really strong belief. You know, I am powerful and I can create what it is that I want. There are so many people there who don't even believe that their dreams can come true. They don't even know where to start. So it's about going, yes, everything you need is inside of you. However, you may need some help just the manuals and the instructions in regards to hacks, how to access it. That's right. We don't come with guidebooks, do we? But it sounds no. like you, you, excuse me, you can actually help them um, um, with their intuition, um, with their guidance system, and help them discern what is what's working for them and what's not working for them, or just recognise the system that's already within them that does that, which is so cool, very oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I like on your website that um, in part of your intuitive mastery course, you um, you. Ask a question. It's like becoming an intuition, an intuitive powerhouse. And I thought, oh, that's such a great term. So, what does that take to become an intuitive powerhouse? Oh, really? It becomes. Um, it's not about you know, like of course you get the information, but it's about embodiment because you know how powerful it is when somebody knows something to be true. And how do they know it? Because they've had the experience of it. And I'm sure all your listeners, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening who are conscious, aware, and they've maybe had, you know, signs or synchronicities that have occurred when they have been, you know, going about their day-to-day life. Or maybe they've even thought, wow, that was an amazing coincidence. You know, that's a place to start leaning in and tapping in and going, oh, how can I create more of that in my life and world? But becoming an intuitive powerhouse is, you know, like in my life, for example, um, I'll know who's emailing me before. You know, I can feel it's almost like a wee pull on your energy, kind of like a, a wee kind of tug on your shirt tail. You can kind of feel who's thinking about you, um, knowing um, whether people are trustworthy or not. Right, whether they're actually lying or telling you the truth. Um, and you can feel it in your body because it's all about the energy and frequency and vibration. However, of course, that takes practice and it takes a level of being willing to be vulnerable with the information because, of course, what happens, we spend a lot of time in our mind going, I'm doing it wrong or I am wrong. <laughs> so we spend a lot of time, you know, doing the inner work of clearing energies like shame or guilt, childhood trauma, um, you know, anywhere things, and helping people to identify how they have packed up an energy which is creating dissonance in the energy field. For example, when you're five years old and the teacher yells at you but, and you end up thinking that you're stupid. Yeah. Right? And even as an adult, you're like, well, I don't like speaking in front of people because my teacher humiliated me in the front of the classroom in front of... 30 kids, so public for speaking for me is a nightmare kind of scenario. You can literally, once you've identified that, you can literally release the trauma so you're not that experience anymore. And you can see how powerful that is in regards to changing the trajectory of somebody's life. Yeah, definitely, because you sort of think if they're, if that five-year-old is still making their decisions about public speaking and what people think of them, that's actually, yeah. you know, that's actually a long time to be, well, in my case, it's quite a long time to be, to be carrying that, that level of dissonance um, with us. So Totally. So, and it gets frustrating, right? We get really frustrated because we know what we're supposed to be doing, but we have all this emotional context in regards to going, I would rather, you know, go and sit in a cave for five years rather than put myself through that because it feels 
re-traumatizing in a way to even consider putting yourself in that situation. So how did you get so good at all of this, Rebecca? Oh, wow. You know, I've been in business for seven years. So I've, um, I've done at least 5,000 energy clearings. Um, my mentor is a woman called Chrissy Marie Sheldon, and um, she's one of the biggest selling authors in Mind Valley. So she's very established as a luminary in the world of energetic intuitive arts. Um, so really, but you know, I think I've always been an idealist. I've always been the person who's been like, there must be a solution to this problem. Um, and of course that comes from, you know, my own experiences of seeing people who are hurting and wanting to find the solution for them. And sometimes, you know, as a healer, healer 101 is realizing that you can't fix other people. <laughs> you know, people have to choose it for themselves. So that can be a really painful lesson, especially as a child, right? If you see people around you who are unhappy and, um, you know, it's only natural. Children always want, you know, their parents to be happy, for example, and they will use their body and their energy fields to try and create that outcome. Mm. But, um, you know, I'm really lucky. I'm really close with my parents. I love my parents to bits. But, um, you know, even that journey of evolution in regards to stepping out from being a child to being an adult, and learning what it is to be truly accountable is really, really important as well. But um, in regards to actually doing the work, really for me, I'm, um, I would consider myself a slow learner in regards to um, even though energy work is really fast, you know, it really just comes to embodiment, showing up what you're passionate about and passionate about people experiencing transformation. I've seen a lot of miracles doing energy work and all my life I had been searching for it. And when I finally found uh, Christy and started doing her work and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is it. You know, this is because again, it was the realization that it doesn't have to take forever for energy to move or to shift or for it to be released. And that, to me, is miraculous. And, of course, you know, I used to work in banking, so now I help people quite a lot with money blocks. And it's delightful, right, when people shift their reality around money because when money shows up differently, that's a very, you know, visceral experience of the fact that it's different. Because when you don't have money in your bank account and then you do, that's a very tangible experience. I was going to say, be very tangible. It's, it's evidence, you know, that this is actually working and that's what they often need because, and I like that you sort of said, you know, people, it doesn't have to be hard, but I think a lot of people, they don't want to change because they think it's going to be scary and it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but um, I often say that the, the universal energy is very subtle, but it's very profound and it just... Um, and once they experience that, um, I think the hardest part must be to get ourselves out of the way so that we can yeah. actually have that alignment that you were talking about before. So how do you help people get themselves out of the way? Oh, by being aware of how good the ego is, that playing tricks on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've all experienced this, right? Like if we're not in a feeling or a place of flow or alignment, Again, it's often going to be our ego telling us a story, like there's something wrong with you or why aren't you in this place? I've seen a lot of people do it with, you know, why don't I have a home or how come I haven't got the job that I want or how come I haven't had kids yet? You know, all those kind of things. But, um, you know, as they say, the ego is edging God out 
And our job is to be aware of that and go, well, how can I lean back in and go, how do I get right with the universe? How do I learn what it takes to create this ongoing relationship with something bigger than myself? And and that's a big thing that I've helped people with a lot too. A lot of people um, are afraid of their own power. Yeah. And a lot of people have got a lot of hurt in relationship to their own divinity because they have blamed the universe or God for what has happened in their life. And it can be um, uncomfortable actually taking your power back from that to actually go, God isn't doing this to me or the universe hasn't set me up or I'm not being punished. This is actually me having like a a spiritual being having a human experience and I get to choose. But the only way through to that freedom is really through massive accountability. And one of the things I've seen people struggle with a lot is being totally accountable for their life. Once you are, you can experience so much freedom. What do you mean by being accountable for your life? Just to explain it a little bit for my listeners. Oh, I know. It can be um, it can be a big thing to hear, but that everything that is occurring in your life is essentially created by you. Hmm. And I know, right, like a lot of people would be like, what are you talking about? My mother talking to me like that or my, you know, my ex behaving like that. That's not about me. The gift of duality is realizing that everything in your world and your life, even especially, especially the things that are uncomfortable, challenging, upsetting, are there for your spiritual growth. Yeah. So an amazing way to look at it is instead of going, I can't believe what that person said because blame, judgment, accusations, denial, that's Mm -hmm. not going to work. It's not going to get you where you want to go. You need to look at, say it's your ex-husband, you need to look at your ex-husband and go, you know, thank you so much for bringing me these gifts because all the challenges that are being created are helping you to grow on a spiritual level. So even to be able to ask the question, what's the spiritual gift of this conflicted situation. Like I often say to people, you know, amazing gifts come in happy wrapping paper. <laughs> but you have to look for the gift, right? You have to be going, you know, for example, you might sit there and go, oh, my ex-husband is mean and cruel and ruthless. Pick up the mirror and ask yourself, where have I been cruel or mean or ruthless? Because what's looking to occur is those parts of you are looking to be integrated. Yes, And that can be incredibly challenging and that's often why we do not do it by ourselves <laughs> and we can be tempted not to look at it at all. But of course, if we want to experience um, increased happiness, we'll do the work. Yes. Definitely. And the irony is that once you start doing the work, as I'm sure you know, it gets easier and easier and easier. And it's, it's only often the initial. And it can be fun. It can be fun yeah. too to hold yourself accountable as well, you know, totally. because... Um, if you you can be accountable to finding the, the the crappiness, but you're also accountable to finding the goodness too. So, yeah, I I, I like that. That's cool. Okay, so for um, for to become a conscious thought leader, because that's what you're talking about. I mean, that's what you mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. That's what you talk to women about. So you're a conscious thought leader. So you're helping them really to be a conscious thought leader in in their own lives as well, aren't mm-hmm. you? 
totally. Mm. Because everybody is unique and we're all wired uniquely as well because nobody's had, you know, maybe your brothers and sisters might have had the same life experience, but even they, they are going to perceive it differently from what has occurred for you because of your emotional responses. So you are completely unique and realizing that, yes, you are very special and the way you see the world is special and what um, inspires you or lights you up or again brings you that sense of purpose um, is worth leaning into. And I don't think we, we don't get taught this at school, unfortunately, which is what brings you joy? Like, what do you love to do? What do you, you know, and, and, and that's one thing. But this is another thing for women, which is huge, is actually doing it. (laughs) Right? Like we can know that we love to go skiing, for example, but are we making it a priority in our life? I talk quite a lot about matching your life up with your values. You know, for me, I love to travel. I love to travel. I've been on six different trips this year, which has been amazing. But even, but at, you know, one point there though, it was a little bit exhausting, and that's not part of my value proposition, right? To be exhausted, so I was recognising that and going, "Well, this is great, but it's actually too much." Mm. So again, what does it take to come back into alignment? But and it can be little things. It can be just going, "What does it take to make yourself a priority?" And get up ten minutes earlier and meditate in the morning. Not look at social media for an hour. You know, um, I'm a huge advocate of a daily practice. I call it daily devotion to the divine, which is really about putting your higher self, you know, making sure that your connection with source energy is lined up because that's when you're going to get the amazing ideas, you know, your million-dollar ideas or your flashes of inspiration or your intuitive guidance, and that can set the tone for the rest of the day. I love that. But a lot of people, Mm. yeah, a lot of people don't, they won't do that because they'll go, it's too hard. I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to do that. And it's like, well, aren't you worth it? That's it. You know, yeah, that's that's a really good question. Are we worth the effort to to actually get what we want in life? But before, because mm. um, we're, we're literally... Um, going through time so quickly here at the moment and there's always so much to talk about with you but um, when things have got really tough for you and you sort of alluded Uh that today with with the travel and having a value proposition of what it's going to look like to to do what you want but when things get tough um, as we we know they all do what's a strategy um, that you use and that maybe someone else could utilise that? Oh, I have um, a huge, like I'm just in my mind going, okay, this, my toolbox is full. <laughs> yeah, which um, one? Depend- <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Because depending on what the circumstance is, because, um, you know, if it's something urgent and immediate, your breath, of course, is always really important to take a deeper breath because it's going to help you come back into the present moment, especially if you've been activated or triggered, as I call it, um, in an emotional context. Um taking the space um, but in regard I had a situation like a little bit um, I actually did a retreat in Fiji and then I came back from that and I was feeling actually pretty burnt out and it had a really bad knock on effect which was um, you know not feeling great feeling kind of a little bit lost unmotivated like what am, you know what am I doing with my business um, mm. and the funny thing was though because I know that contraction comes before expansion I kind of stayed with it. 
And I know most people's, you know, natural inclination is to want to do something else, you know, push against it, resist it. But I would actually say learn what it takes to lean in. If you're experiencing discomfort, turn up the dial and start asking questions. Like, what is this showing me? You know, something's out of alignment. So what does it take to get curious about what that is? And what does it take to be okay if it's not resolved immediately? You know, one of the um, the learnings that I've taught that has landed in a big way with people and might be really beneficial to your listeners, right? If somebody's upset, don't touch them, (laughs) right? They're an energetic being, so they need to, and when you touch people, it takes them out of themselves. But, you know, this is a huge thing in terms of yourself when you're going through your own emotion, right? own it it is your experience it's okay you will get through it but lean in and ask questions and literally you know I could see this within myself I was kind of going into a bit of resistance but as soon as you actually go okay I'm going to stop doing this drop into a space of even being more vulnerable with myself ask myself some questions and be okay with whatever the answers are then you can move you know the energy shifts and you can move forward Thank you so much for that, Rebecca. And sadly, that's all we have time for. I so, know, it goes so, quickly. <laughs> so I'd love to interview you again maybe next year. That would be fantastic. And we can um, ask you more great tips um, because I know that you have, as you said, a whole toolbox. So thank you so much for joining me. I would call you an intuitive powerhouse. I think I, I would um, love to call you that. Um, but thank you so much for um, for being here on Remarkable Woman Radio. Um, and so take care thank you Mandy it is a blessing I really appreciate um, the opportunity to be on your amazing show for supporting women in business it's fantastic thank you so much bye bye